I'm Darren Matthews. And we're back. Yeah, we're just back. just enjoying Jordan's professionalism as he slurps tea oh. and then goes, <gasps> I don't want to just... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to yawn, maybe burp before we get going? Uh, no, I'll do it during the podcast. <laughs> like a man, okay? <laughs> How have you oh, been, buddy? Fucking, I'm tired, man. I'm so tired. Yeah, will we tell the story about why you're tired? Oh, the story of my life. Yeah, I wish it was. I wish it was a funny story. I said to Jordan last night, "What time are you going to be up at?" And he was like, "About eight. And I'm like, "No problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll be down after that." Yeah, it didn't didn't work out like that. Didn't work out like that. I texted him. I was like, "I'm on my way." And you texted me when I was about four minutes from your house. Yeah, saying, going like, "I'm up, baby." <laughs> You're like, "I'm just up." I was like, "Well, get up." Yeah, get up, stand up. Uh, but to be fair, I had. I was like, right, grab the laptop, grab the microphones. And I was semi-ready by the time you got here. I had the kettle on. That's the main important. That's the important thing. I'm like, see if I land out here, this man doesn't have a fucking cup of tea. I'm gonna fucking wreck a shop. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, apart from that, have we we haven't spoke since last night. Uh, well, no, personally, we've spoken before, but we haven't recorded since you were away, right? We record. We recorded before I went away. Yeah, so you're back. I'm back, baby. Yeah, so you're. Uh, you went to Chicago and you went to Toronto. I did. Uh, you also went to Wrigley Field. Yes. Soldier Field. Yes. And a Marley's game. I did. So I got in I'm, sport. I'm extremely jealous. I made sure I, I made sure I sported while I was there. I sported everywhere. I know, and I'm now a year older since the last time we recorded, and you got me a lovely present. I did indeed. Yeah. Jordan has. Uh, I mean, I'd say I hit midlife, but you're not living to sixty. No. <laughs> Nobody, nobody. It's starting stand up was my midlife crisis. Fair. It's like when people are just like, you know, what about your pension? I'm like, you think any of us are going to be alive to claim that fucking thing? No, no, that's not happening. The Tories will have made the age of retirement death. By yeah, the time that happens. it starts one year after you're buried. Your family might get that money. It'll pay for the funeral cost. Exactly. But no, yeah, you, you, how do you how do you feel to be uh, thirty, flirty, and thriving? Uh, I don't think I'm. I'm one of those things, <laughs> and it's flirty. That's all I am. Uh, I am. Um, I'm taking it in my stride, taking it on the chins. You know what I mean? So many dirty jokes, but okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. And it, yeah. so I got you. Well, I I was coming home. So hang on. So you you. Basically, you blagged me for two presents. You did very well. I know. I know within your shirt. <laughs> yeah, because I was co- I was coming home with your with your baseball anyway. So I, yeah. I got Jordan uh, an official Chicago Cubs direct from Wrigley Field. Field baseball. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm lying to myself, and I'm like, that is the home run ball that was hit by Anthony Rizzo to win the World Cup or the World Cup World Series. I'm lying to myself and saying that. Okay. <laughs> I need if, to make it more special for me. I was going to say, if that's true, I got that for a bargain. <laughs> and then Jordan turned 30. So I think the story was ages ago, you ordered uh, the Yuri Keeper top and then forgot about top. it. Uh, 100% because like at the start, remember when there wasn't that many gigs happening and we were recording willy nilly, uh, recording a load of different podcasts. Uh, we're going to like pretty much every single game there was uh, Yuri match home and away. Back in the good old championship days. Yeah, when we won all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> Darren's just quietly crying there. Uh, I I ordered it at the start of the season because I saw, the, I saw them advertised and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, fucking they look class. So I was like, what size do they go up to? And they were like, we're tapping out of 4XL. And I was like, so am I, baby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I just, uh, in the game, the subsequent games, I've just, haven't been down to pick it up. That's true. Now you, you, because I suppose neither in, when they play in the higher league, you all the games, all the away games are Belfast yeah. nearly. So yeah. you're gonna go there. I, so. I, I literally have no excuse not to go to. Well, uh, the home games and stuff like that. The last I can't remember the last one I was at. Was it like Linfield at home? 
Mm, my, yeah, we went to that one. Mm. I, I I missed the gig the other night to go and uh, do a show. Or I missed the game the other night to go do a gig, and I did not do well at the gig. Ah. I did a I did a keeping you humble gig. Oh, you one of those ones with the comedians where that wasn't that bad. I'm like, it, it wasn't that good either. Well, you, you thanks need, everybody. You need the ones that'll bring you back down to earth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's important. I've been on a good run, so <laughs> I've had it too good for too long. Uh, so yeah, I've. Um, I've started work. That's true as well. And you've finished work, essentially. I, I haven't finished work. I'm a full-time comedian now. <laughs> so, that sounds way better than redundancy. <laughs> yeah, I've started working in... Uh, oh, wait a minute. You're, are you allowed to say? Actually, no, am I? Are you? Okay, I'm going to beep that out. <laughs> Well, no, you said you, you just started saying you've started working for Inter... So, International. Yeah, Jordan yeah, is I, working I, for Inter Milan. I'm working for Inter Milan. Um, Good save. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, lovely guy. Um, I've got nothing else to add to that. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to go beat that out so people go like, oh, he's, he's a Brit, isn't he? He's working for my <laughs> product. <laughs> it's like when somebody's like, I'm in the civil service. PSNI. <laughs> yeah, Peeler, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm working for this undisclosed place, and you got made redundant. Yeah, that sucks. I, I, I mean, it doesn't at the minute, but once they stop paying me, then it's got to be noticeable. That's going to be the sucky part. Like. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, eh, fuck whatever. They want. Um, if nothing else, I mean, sure, I can't afford my mortgage anymore, but I got a great bit out of it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the main thing. That's worth it, baby. Yeah. Um, so uh, if anybody has any uh, any gigs needing filled, any I have a guy that will fit all your stand up comedy needs. Yeah, I can work clean. I can I can you do can. blue, whatever. Yeah, you can work clean. What are you trying to say? No, 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 no. I'm just saying from my perspective, that is an impossible feat. <laughs> I could just tell the same jokes and not swear. I couldn't do that. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. I know. I've I've actually challenged you not to swear on one of your punchlines, and you've never done it. Mm. You're like, oh well, oh well, oh well. If, if anything, and then you don't. Yeah, if anything, I've doubled down and sworn more. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> that is the way I like it. Um, no, I mean we're we're fairly haphazard about the intro this week. Everybody, there's been there's yeah. been like loads on and not much at the yeah, same time. Very loosey goosey about the whole thing, you know. But if if nothing else, just take from this that the jersey looks lovely. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Callbacks, baby. <laughs> there you go. Right, let's get into this week in sport. Absolutely. This week in sport. This week. In sport. So, this week in sport, what what has happened recently? Well, I'll tell you, Darren. Uh, the Champions League is back. Oh, it's a rhetorical question? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> this is the one I answer, because uh, I can ensure <laughs> the answer. Uh, so yes, the Champions League is back there. It is the quarterfinal stages. Yep. And what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday night? They're uh, not Sadio Mane individually Bayern Munich the whole entire team we're playing Manchester City for German listeners Bayern München Bayern München yeah I'm actually yeah I was telling you about this earlier about learning um, German on Duolingo and I'm just like you have no idea how much watching the Bundesliga highlights has helped me right now see I would be very worried that I would think it's a German word but it's just somebody's name so I, I wouldn't want to confuse this what Duolingo or no no like if I'm if I'm trying to follow along and understand it because obviously in football they're just saying people's names. So I'm oh, yeah. like, is that is that a is that a verb? Is that a noun? <laughs> what is that? And like, no, it's a right back. And why is it so aggressive? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yes, speaking of aggressive people in uh, German situations, Sadio Mane punched Leroy Sané in a bus stop after Bayern Munich's defeat to Manchester City. Right now, not really, not his fault individually. Well, he didn't have a great game, but also doesn't deserve to get like punched in the face. Now, we have had bad gigs together. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, we're a team. We try and uh, get a good outcome by working together, by being funny. There, I don't think there has been <laughs> any gigs where you've ended up slapping me after the gigs finished going like... You didn't give 100% here. No, I mean, even gigs where I've really wanted to punch somebody, I haven't. <laughs> so, uh, in Sky Germany, it's reported that Leroy Sané's lip was bleeding after the altercation and the two players needed to be separated by their fellow teammates in the dressing room. The duo were seen on the pitch arguing in the latter stages of the match on Tuesday as Manchester City won 3-0. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not ideal. Oh, no. You don't want to see that. That's That fucking shit's embarrassing. It's like, do you remember... 
it was Kieran Dyer and Lee Boyer. That's for... that's probably the most famous one. Oh yeah, yeah, both getting sent off. Like, and you're like sent off for assaulting your your teammate <laughs> yeah. is an embarrassment on your record. But just imagine the rest of the Newcastle players going like, "What the fuck do we do now?" <laughs> like, just two men down, just like that. Yeah, that's and obviously crazy. already the game's not going their way if they're arguing. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was daft. There was the one last year in the Irish League where the Glen Torn keeper ran out and like shoved his defender, and we're like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah, exactly. Just playing the monk from uh, Mid Machine. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? Like a remake of the Longest Yard. Good movie. Yeah, it's decent. All uh, three of them. All. Th- oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of different remakes, wasn't there? The original one with Burt Reynolds, uh-huh. and then the remake with Burt Reynolds and Adam Sandler, and then yeah, and then. Mean Machine was basically... Oh, so hang on. Was Mean Machine before the remake of The Longest Yard? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Uh, Chris Rock was in it too. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And now look at him, huh? Yeah. Up there. World-class stand-up. Getting slapped by Will Smith. Good times. Um, So, uh, the Bayern München uh, officials held a meeting on Wednesday to discuss possible punishments for Mane. uh, And according to Sky Germany, among the sanctions considered were fines suspension and even a parting of ways this summer really now Sadio Mane definitely is like in American sports would be considered a franchise player uh obviously a big get for Bayern Munich from Liverpool what last year was it two years ago two years ago imagine just losing him and him going to I don't fucking Fernabache or something like that go the, do the full Deli Alley <laughs> maybe he used to be good where's he playing now uh, Cyprus or some shit <laughs> yeah apparently um, that's that's probably another person we should probably cover uh, just the, the rise stuff. and fall of Deli Alley <laughs> yeah just rise and fall episodes um, yeah he's he's not even getting a game of a shit that's a no but the whole thing with with Manny is I mean he is a wee bit older the one reason I wouldn't want to see Manny lose his job is because all the stories about all the like work he does back at home. Oh yeah, yeah, like he's fucking building hospitals and schools back in like his village. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, is unbelievable. Yeah, which is sad thing to do. Because uh, who else did, did he a drug? But did that as well. Oh, he yeah, was a yeah, professional yeah, footballer. He course. like yeah. basically built built his fucking town. And is it Sierra Leone he's in? Isn't he? Drug no. was from from Sierra Leone. No, uh, Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. Apologies. And um, so he he was what did he drive with it? And Mane is the same with his yeah, money. He he like all, yeah. sends it all back home. Yeah, which is nice. But yeah, because yeah, he's like, look, I'm I'm from a place where nobody's got any money, so I don't need much money to live on. Because there was a whole thing one time. People were just like, they were complaining because he had like a cracked phone screen. Yeah. And there was a picture of him. People were like, oh my god, the man made some fucking fortune. Was he got a crack? And he was like, this is not the most important thing in life <laughs> that my phone screen's cracked. Yeah, I like to pretend mine's the same, but the only difference is I can't afford to get it fixed. That too. <laughs> Uh, so yeah just to wrap things up with Sadio Mane uh, Bayern Munich themselves have not commented on the incident okay which keeping it in house I think so I don't know it seems a very German way to go about things if you know what I mean yeah just like say nothing show. organize it and then annex Czechoslovakia I, w- yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to go more <laughs> just go and be in Poland but uh, <laughs> Uh, Alex sounds way nicer. Oh, I'm I'm less tactful than you are. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it seems like a very German kind of thing to do. I wonder if how the German press are because you know the way ev- like everyone who, go- who plays uh, football in the Premiership always complains about how bad the British press are. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the German press. I think they would be a lot more polite, a bit more efficient. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the Audi of journalists. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, one, do you know what? You're in the Duolingo. Go and read some stuff and see how it reads. True. <laughs> True. Definitely. Right. Moving on. Uh, East Belfast. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Yes. We'll, we'll just... Just so, a bit of a historic moment. Yes. The club have fielded their first underage team. There was an under-12 girls team played the other night. A match in Hollywood. That's the first team out of the East Belfast Academy, which is cool. So that's people from the local area who are triangular games. That's the first team that has been fielded by the club, which is a historic moment. And actually just a, an, a feel-good story mm-hmm. after man is punching people in the face. Very true. Uh, what position were you playing? <laughs> uh, nets again, man. Uh, <laughs> I just can't get out. And even even <laughs> even in the underage nets, I still can't touch the bar. <laughs> no, that's comedy, my friend. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 well well heartwarming. It's quite cool. The um, 
There's uh, some other stuff in, in GA. Uh, New York have won their first ever Connacht I've Championship seen match. This. Yes, I've seen this. Beating so. Leitrim on penalties in New York. Ah, it's Leitrim though. Ah, but the rumour was that apparently the Leitrim team landed over and just went in the drink for a week. Ah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you if you're a Leitrim? Um, where did I gig in Leitrim? I have gigged in Leitrim, but I can't remember the place. It's like the Corral. Is it Carrick on Channel? No, it was the Leitrim Free Fringe Festival when it was a thing. It, Leitrim had a fringe festival and I did it. Fair enough, they have a population of I think 35,000 people in uh, the entire county. And six of them turned up to the gig. Yes, <laughs> and also Ireland's shortest coastline. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're driving down the wide Atlantic way, it's you go... It's in between Sligo and Mayo, right? Donegal. Donegal. So you drive out of Donegal and for about a kilometre you're in Leitrim and then you're in Sligo. <laughs> it's one of those blinking, you're like, was that Leitrim? So it's one of those things. But yeah, I know that uh, New York beat them on penalties, which is a historic moment. Now, here's the problem. New York's next game is against Sligo. In Sligo. Now, if anybody knows anything about the Irish in America, I'm going to say New York can't bring half their team with them because I can't guarantee they're all legally living there. (laughs) (laughs) You know your cousin you haven't seen in a few years? He couldn't make it home for his own dad's funeral? He doesn't have a visa. So Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so that might be an issue. Actually, might be an issue. Uh, and uh, I think, so that, that's the first time they've ever done that. Uh, Mayo, after beating everybody in the league and winning the league final this year, uh, fell at the first hurdle of the Connacht Championship to Roscommon. Hey, I literally just gigged in Roscommon. The yep. blue and yellows of Roscommon. The Rossies, yeah. as they're also known. Uh, yeah, they beat them, so that was a... Not a total shock defeat, but I think everyone expected Mayo to steamroll them yeah. coming to that. And then Ulster started with the preliminary rounds, which was Armavi Antrim. Yes, we watched that. Well, I watched that game. You, yeah, you I, had it? No, I watched it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't great. No. It was at the Athletic Grounds, right? It was at the Athletic Grounds the, in, in Armagh. Armagh City. Uh, we play Cavan next, next week. Uh-huh. Cavan. Not to date the podcast too much, yes. In Breffney Park. Used to be the Kings Band Breffney Park, but mm. I think maybe they don't call it that anymore after yeah. the Grenfell thing yeah uh, so yeah they're, they're, that's the next game and then we're, we're, we're straight into it so it's pretty much everything's up I think the All-Iron Finals on the 12th of August this year so it's going to be pretty tight packed there we go right in the middle of the fringe imagine a GAA head <laughs> like booked the full run <laughs> in uh, I was at I was in Kildare one year at the Oxygen Festival mm-hmm. and there was I think a semi-final or a hurling something on mm-hmm. there was a something on or a provincial final and they showed it on the big screen class which is great i remember going to life festival once and this was uh back when i was like a teenager i was like 18 19 something like that and it was in uh westmeath i want to say mullingar and i <laughs> i remember this guy was trying to sell us weed and he was just like making like small talk between us uh and like he goes like where are you lads from and we're like uh it's uh, same field and he had no idea where that was he goes like what county and I was like county down and this is before like I watched any like Gaelic or Hurling or anything he goes like oh class up down and I was just like what is this how high is this guy right now <laughs> well at least if he was high he wasn't an undercover guard that sounds good <laughs> uh, but yeah good memories huh uh, right just before we get into story time this week I'm looking forward to this one I think we should briefly go over what an anomaly this uh, Barclays Premier League has been this year. Because the amount of people who have been sacked. Yeah, is it like eight people still have their jobs? Something like that from the start of the season. Yeah, I think there's been like 12 managers <laughs> cut the road. Which means Eric Ten Hag is like in like the top six highest or longest serving managers. And he's been there and for three been, weeks. Yeah, he's been, less, he's been there for less than a year. That's that, yeah, because they sacked everybody. Well, I mean, even within the one year, what, Graham Potter left Brighton, went to Chelsea, and then got sacked mm-hmm. in the same year? Yeah, uh, Tottenham. Um, was uh, Jose Mourinho wasn't this year, was he? He was last year. Last year. Yeah, uh, but uh, Antonio uh, Conte is now gone. Uh, and then we also have Graham Potter. Graham Potter. Potter. Don't know why I just yeah. developed a lisp there. Uh, Graham Potter at Chelsea. Uh Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Crystal Palace. Who I thought was doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, which was very strange. They won 5 1 the other day. Je- Jesse March. <laughs> oh, Leeds. Leeds. Yeah. Uh, Tina Merkel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, used to Rebel Leipzig. Um, uh, Racing Boer Leipzig. That's Is me. it? That's me trying to pronounce it Germanly. Okay. But, um, uh, then we got uh, Frank Lampard. 
with Everton. Who is now going to Chelsea after getting sacked? Yeah, the caretaker manager. I, I don't understand it. Um, Leicester City, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. And uh, Rolf Hasenhutl. He's Austrian or something like that. Uh, the old Southampton boss. And can I point out as well, out of all of these teams who obviously panicked and sacked their managers uh-huh. because they're trying to stay up, not one of them has called Big Sam. <laughs> it's very strange. Do you know nothing about football? When I was in Manchester. You want to stay up? Big Sam. <laughs> when I was in Manchester, I was in the uh, Football Hall of Fame, or the Football Museum. Uh, up, uh, I, can't, I, I think it's in the northern, northern quarter. Up in it, it's very good. Uh, so this is the second time I've been there. And I went in, and I... <laughs> I always like going to the, they have like a big uh, kind of display for all the England managers. Yes. And they have, you know, like every England manager since the start. And they have like what dates they serve from and their winning percentage. And I always just like seeing Sam Allardyce just sitting at 100% win rate. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he had one game. Who did they beat? Was it like a challenge San Marino or Andorra or something like that. And then he was outed for being like, yeah, I could probably... What yeah. was it? What was his scandal? It was something about getting... Uh... Actually, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with money. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, he met like a fake Saudi prince or something. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sam. Crazy, look. Because I did see that then in, in the next major tournament. He was pictured just like eating a burger, watching the match in Spain somewhere. Loves it. He, he was like, it. Eh, whatever. Now this is uh, just before we go into um, uh, before we go into story time this week. Uh, well, now that we've progressed through the season enough, who are your top three to go down to get relegated? Oh, you can't even call this. It, it is incredibly tight, man. It is incredibly tight because at the minute it looks like a foregone conclusion for Southampton. Yeah, just their last five games, two draws, three losses. And they're sitting at the bottom with 23 points. What's weird as well is they're still scoring, but they're also conceding four again. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Gavin Bazuna. Is it Gavin Bazuna? The um, Republic keeper? Yeah. Yeah, who used to play for Portsmouth, I want to say. Uh, he's and, been busy. Yeah, oh yeah. And he's been good. But like, it's <laughs> just like, you've got no one to back you up. Like, yeah, just like, oh, they got beat 3-0. I'm like, yeah, but that team had 48 shots on target. <laughs> And to be fair, I think James Ward-Prowse is a little bit too good to be in a team like that as well. Oh yeah, I'd say he'll be out the door. Yeah. His agents making phone calls as we speak. Yeah. Do you know a guy can hit free kicks? I, I know a guy. <laughs> uh, Leicester City, I'm sorry, but I don't see them staying up. I know. From winning the league, what, five years ago? Six yeah, years ago? and the FA Cup a couple of years ago. This actually, I think this actually also happened Blackburn, because they won the league in like 93, and yeah. then I think they were gone by what, 99? Ooh. I'm gonna fact check that later on, but I know that, I know they didn't stick around too long after winning the fucking thing. They 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 were up during the Rocky Santa Cruz era of. Um, so what have still been into the 2000s then? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's because I went to go see them in like 2006, 2007. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur at the Ewood Park. It was good crack. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> this is really weird. My dad had to go pick a car up from someone who he worked with. And, like, they were selling it or something like that. They couldn't use it or anything. So we got the ferry over, went down to Blackburn, and <laughs> drove the car. And my dad was like, do you want to go to a football match? I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, well, we're yeah. here. And it was a nil-nil draw against Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Got to see Morty Gams Pedersen. Yeah, one of the, the very first Premier League <laughs> game I went to, when you talk about, like, random games, I went to see Derby play Leeds. Derby striker at the time was Paolo Wanchop, so that's how long ago that was. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. We are over there. That, my... that would be a Derby, right? Uh, Derby-esque? Sort of. No, it's Derby County. But <laughs> we were um, we were there, so my cousin kept us late. So we got in five minutes into the game, and somebody was like, oh, there was a penalty at three minutes. Uh, and it was We were behind the goals, and the penalty was at the goal we were at. Uh-huh. So the game finished 3-3. That was the only goal scored at that end. The other five goals were all scored up to the top. So we missed all the goals. <laughs> Fucking typical, right? Yeah. But, um, no, so that one, uh, okay, yeah, because Blackburn is in Lancashire. So, that, I mean, mm-hmm. technically speaking, when they played United or City, that's a Lancashire derby. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tranmere. No, wait. That's... No, Tranmere's Liverpool. Yeah. And what's, what county's Liverpool in? I don't know. Burnley's like a Liverpool derby as well. Yeah. Because it's up the road. True. But... I've been watching those, you know, the, um, the, like, world domination videos on YouTube. Where a guy gets like a map of like like a footballing map, 
and then he like random generates it and they have to move into like different positions he sims the game on fifa and if they a man i've spent way too much time watching these videos okay some australian guy just <laughs> link me this seems like something i could watch later oh man it's it's one of those things it's kind of like the white noise in the background ah. like what i'm reading i just have that on in the background um but so who's going down so you think southampton leicester i I don't want to say Leicester, but I think it's probably going to be Leicester. But, but every one of them is a fucking win away from safety. See, this is it. So It's so close. As a West Ham fan, uh, let's see here. Yeah, you're like, lads, I'll take two draws. Yeah, <laughs> literally from 14th, uh, there's three points in it between 14th and 18th. Ridiculous. So West Ham, Bournemouth, Leeds, Everton, Nottingham, Leicester and Southampton. Do West Ham have to play any of those teams? Uh, I'm not in your running? Or does anybody have a fucking awful running? Uh, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that West Ham play Arsenal this Sunday, Ugh. which is a big one. West Ham play Bournemouth, so yes, that'll be a huge six-pointer. Um, also, West Ham play Liverpool on the 26th of April. Is the manager like it's a six-pointer to finish 12th? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Europa League. Yeah. No, that'll be Fulham this Jeez year. Jesus Christ, we have so many good teams to play. We're playing like City, United. Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah, you don't want a bit of that. Oh, buddy. Uh, and then Brentford, like teams that are, you know, decent enough to... Oh, okay, we got Leeds at the end of the season and Leicester. Last game of the season, Leicester. Okay. Which looks like it could be. We're if... not going to take any points away from the big the big four or five. Well, if Leicester's dead in the water, maybe they'll just... I mean, some of those guys might have already left to go on holiday. Once it's confirmed they're relegated. Yeah. You might be playing the under-19s. That could be good for West Ham. <laughs> you never do know, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, like, I, I fucking hope West Ham don't end up going down. Uh, I, I don't know if that was an obvious statement, but I don't know. I, I definitely see Southampton going down. Probably Everton as well. Yeah, it's quite weird. Yeah. Here's the thing. If Everton go down, can they still afford their new stadium? Good question, because they only have one win in the last five. <sighs> but a bunch of draws as well. And uh, they play Fulham next, so... Really annoying too, because I think... Ever now have a manager with like one of the best leg abilities? Yeah, yeah, I really like Sean Dice. He's cool. Man. I, I I watched him do uh, it was a scary game. individual like, but yeah, oh no, I wouldn't wouldn't spill his pint. But he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. True. But the fact when people are just like, oh yeah, my time came, you know, sort of finished up at Burnley. I'm just like, he kept Burnley in the Premier League for like ten years. Oh yeah, which with is... no money. Speaking of which, uh, just to finish this section up. Uh, being promoted next year, Burnley fans right back up. Yo yo team with Vincent Company at the helm. Mm-hmm. So, who? Because Company was he was he managing in Belgium and then yeah, moved to Yeah, was Burnley? it Anderlecht or yeah? I think it was it was Anderlecht that he was. Was Anderlecht Belgium or Holland? Belgium. Under oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Utrecht. Sorry, Utrecht, that's, yeah. that's Holland. Um, so yeah, just bounce back. It seems to be uh, sliding into managerial life pretty easily. Pretty cool as well. Or was it Bruges? He was... Or Genk? Oh, you just this named Belgian so, towns. This could be so easy if we were just... Like, literally one little Google and we could find this out. Yeah, true as well. In my defence, I have no reception here and you have a laptop. True, true. Look this up. And left, yeah. And right. yeah. We're so well-researched, apologies. So, Edit all of this. That, that, that's <laughs> crazy. He So his youth career was with Andelect. Uh, played with him for, for three years at the start of his career before going to Hamburg City and then back to Anderlecht and he managed them. He's Anderlecht through and through. Like. Crazy. Right. Story time. Hang on, hang on. Leicester? That happened. Never played for Leicester. No, no. Oh. You're, you call your third team. You haven't told me. <laughs> this is the point of this section. Because I actually... Everton. Everton. Big shot. Get down the boogies. Yeah. If no, you I win, you, you owe Jordan money. <laughs> uh, actually, no. It's hard not to say Nottingham because, like, as much as I like Kaylor Navas, I'm like, this is what happens when you steal Jesse Lingard off us. See, I like I like <laughs> the not in the forest came up because I was like, that's a club with a lot of history. They oh, should yeah, be yeah. playing tough light. And then they were like, so yeah, all those guys that worked really hard. Then we bought 22 players. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, Let those guys play. Yeah. So that was stupid money. That's about wherever the fuck that came from. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. You might be going back down, boys. Mm. Right, let's do this. Go for it. Teach me. This is <coughs> story time. I said this is story time again and don't cough. No, I'll do what I want. Do it. Uh, this is story time. 
So, story time this week, Darren. We're, we're dipping into the weird a little bit. Uh, we are talking about a man from America called Doc Ellis. Okay. Now, do you know anything about Doc Ellis? What medical school did he attend? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he did not. He is he not a doctor. His oh. name is actually Doc. In relation to Doc Brown from the Back to the Future series? Uh, that, he was an actual doctor. Oh. That wasn't his first name. Is he the guy that when Bugs Bunny says, what's up, Doc, this is who he means? Uh, it could well be. Fair enough. Anybody's guess at this point. No, uh, he was a uh, pitcher. Uh, he oh, played, uh No, no, baseball pitcher. Okay. We're going baseball. All right. So, you know... That's not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound weird, but you know when it's baseball, that means... Half of the people that normally listen to Injury Time are switching off right now. Do you know what would be weird? Parachute <laughs> sword fighting. <laughs> that, that, parachute fencing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an extreme sport. Uh, but yeah, no, Doc Ellis was uh, an American professional baseball player who was a right-handed pitcher from 1968 to 1979. Notoriously bad time to be an African-American person in sport. Yeah, I uh, just just oh, generally in general, America, yeah. yeah, civil rights, right? <laughs> um, uh, most notably, won five National League Eastern divisions um, with the Pittsburgh Pirates, winning the World Series in 1971. Played for a load of different teams. He played for the Yankees, the Oakland Athletics, Texas Rangers, New York Mets, and back again as the Pittsburgh Pirates at the end of his career. Um, so he is most well known for being an outspoken advocate of the rights of players and African American players in the MLB and uh, probably the reason why he is most famous is because uh, he had a substance abuse problem and acknowledged after his retirement that he never pitched a game without the use of drugs. Jesus Jordan, straight into the stereotypes. What's with you, man? <laughs> hey, I'm saying nothing about stereotypes. <laughs> I'm just saying this is this guy's life. But um, he is now a sober man. Uh, he's gone to rehab and got his life back together. But... Well, when you say life back together, he was pretty successful on the old drugs. Like, yeah, if he's if he's a professional athlete <laughs> while off his tits, good for him. He's doing good. But he's most famous for pitching a no hitter. Do you know what no hitter is? No hitter is nobody got any runs off. Nobody gets on base. Oh yeah, so they can they can hit, but they probably hit a few fouls. Yeah, okay. they they hit a foul or they hit like a line drive into left field that gets caught. And is there no pitcher or, or no hitter? Do you have to do the full nine innings? The nine claim innings, it? yeah. Oh yeah, but I suppose if nobody's hitting off him, he's just going strike, 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 strike. So he's probably throwing the amount that won't tire you out. Yeah, and the most impressive thing about it is uh, allegedly at this time that he threw the no hitter back with I think this was in seventy one with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was high on LSD. <laughs> So, let's, what let's. do you think he was doing? Throwing a snowball at the unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't miss the unicorn so big. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, just before we get into the the, the whole no hitter, we'll go through his early life. Uh, born in Los Angeles, California, uh, attended our Grenadier. Gardenia High School, uh, and at the age of fourteen, he began drinking alcohol and using drugs. Okay, when did you start drinking? 17? I think I was a little bit younger, but this is going to be very embarrassing for me to admit. Um, I used to think that beer was just like vodka, and you know the way you'd order a vodka and Coke, mm. that kind of thing. Uh, I uh, mixed Budweiser with like Pepsi. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Essentially giving myself a shandy, but like also making myself violently ill. Yeah, that's, and that's not a nice mix at all. Oh, it definitely wasn't, no. Ugh. Yeah, and this is why I'm like this today. Uh, so in school, uh, obviously played for the bas- or baseball team, but also played uh, basketball. And allegedly, the only reason why he started playing baseball was for as a punishment. One time he got caught drinking in school, and the punishment was because he didn't want to play baseball. They made him play baseball, and he just got insanely good at it. What a crap punishment! I know, right? Um, well, I don't know. It's like just imagine, like if. A punishment for me would it be if I had to either sit and watch or play golf. Oh, that yeah. W- that would be... And then if maybe if they did that, I would have turned out to be the next Tiger Woods. <laughs> you never do know. You, you would have been bankrupt cheating on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's obviously going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, yes. So uh, going to high school uh, just kind of like progresses through uh, the kind of system uh, with... You know, the uh, 
junior college and the NCAA and all that kind of stuff uh, progresses. Uh, and he was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia at the age of 17. The diagnosis was later changed to uh, sickle cell trait, which is described as a condition uh, where they have abnormal uh like hemoglobin beta gene which is something to do with blood so it makes like it's just like super anemic well yeah anemic is a lack of iron in your blood right yeah yeah so you needed to get on the guinness oh i guinness so. liver spinach yeah oh, just yeah. i mean just iron tablets would be fucking easier yeah, yeah but you're eating girders you know yeah, iron brew. That's, I how did we miss that one not sure if that contains any but uh, uh we don't know this um, so uh, Ellis made his MLB debut in June of 1968, uh, beginning as a relief pitcher. That's uh, so. There's different types of pitchers. There's starters, there's relief, and then there's closers. It's oh, I, I would have thought that relief pitcher is whenever like your main <laughs> pitchers, whenever your pitchers having a shit one, <laughs> and then they're like get you on instead, and yeah. the, the fans are like what a relief. Oh. <laughs> Okay, yes. I, I was I was expecting you were going to go like he comes off and jerks him off or something like that. And no, Jordan, yeah, I I'm sorry, I assumed that, Darren. My joke had substance. <laughs> so uh, your he, picture just a substance abuse problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the Pirates uh, moved Ellis to the starting rotation later on that season, and he started ten games in 1968. Ellis pitched his first complete game in September. And he had a, a win rate of six to five with an ERA, earns run average, of two point five one in nineteen sixty eight. He was in the paramilitaries? Oh my god. No. <laughs> RBI and ERA are not the English Republican Army and something else fun. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, in nineteen sixty nine Ellis made the team's starting rotation from opening day and uh he pretty much stayed there uh, all until gets to the next season now this is the first no hitter that he threw in his career and it was june 12th 1970 okay uh it was against the san diego padres in san diego i want to say yeah uh it was the first game of a double header if you've ever looked at the um the fixture lists and stuff like that for baseball it's similar to what we would see here in ice hockey but there would be like during the week there's like four games and it's all like say like Boston go to the Dodgers and they play them four games in a row it's a series isn't it yeah and then they have like two two days off and then you'll they'll go to like Seattle and play them for three days in a row take two days off and then they've got like ah, fucking Florida at Fenway all that kind of thing so it's it's very crowded so apparently during the time in San Diego he just before that he's he spent two days in San Francisco with a friend and then uh that was when he first started doing hallucinogenics well I mean this is this is pretty much San Francisco in the hippie era oh yeah, yeah so like, yeah that's gonna right be readily available 1970 yeah this is they the year give, after Woodstock they give fucking LSD with your happy meal <laughs> back then <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. But uh, so on Thursday, June 11th, uh, the Pirates flew down to uh, San Francisco. Uh, Ellis visited a friend in um, San Francisco. Or sorry, they, they flew into San Diego while Ellis visited a friend in San Francisco and used LSD two or three times. Now, have you ever done LSD? No. Have you ever done uh, any form of hallucinogenic? No. So, if anybody has some, can you send them to the podcast? <laughs> oh no! You see, this was my old um, attitude toward it. I'll explain why it's completely different now. Um, two or three times in uh, the space of twelve hours is literally insane. Is that not the same trip? Could the trip be twelve hours? The trip can be twelve hours. Okay. So, so he so he was just like, I think it's worth off. He's, he's bagging a bit more. He's making money on money. That's what he's doing. So. Yeah, after, uh, let's see, two or three times, thinking it was still Thursday, he took another hit of LSD on Friday at noon, so he didn't even know what time it was, or what date it was. Right. Um, so, uh, and his girlfriend reminded him at 2pm that he was scheduled to pitch that night. So, imagine the fear. Okay. Oh. Ellis flew from San Diego or from San Francisco to San Diego at three PM and arrived at the stadium for four thirty for the game to start at six oh five. Ellis said that he threw the no hitter despite being unable to feel the ball 
or see the batter or catcher clearly. <laughs> he also said that his catcher, Jerry May, wore a reflective tape on his fingers, which helped uh, Ellis see May's signals, because, you know, that's how they signal what kind of pitch they I was thinking that, because if you're off your face and the guy's doing the signals, yeah. he's looking going, why is that guy got seven fingers? <laughs> uh, so Ellis walked eight batters and struck out six. <laughs> Uh, and he was aided by excellent fielding uh, plays by uh, second baseman and center fielder. Uh, as Ellis recounted, I can only remember bits and pieces of the game. I was psyched. Uh, I had a feeling of euphoria. Uh, I was zeroed in on the catcher's glove, uh, but I didn't hit the glove too much. <laughs> I remember hitting a couple of batters and the bases were loaded two or three times. The ball was small. Sometimes the ball was large. Sometimes sometimes the, I saw the catcher. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I tried to stare the hitter down and throw while I was looking at him. I chewed my gum until it turned into powder. They said I had about uh, three to four fielding chances. Uh, I remember diving out of the way of the ball. Uh, I thought it was a line drive. I jumped, but the ball wasn't even hit hard and never even reached me. <laughs> There's somebody like bunted and he was like, ah, ran away. Ellis reported then that uh, he never used LSD during the season again, though he continued to use amphetamines. So he was pretty much on meth. Okay. Uh, after the story was made public, Ellis said that he regretted taking LSD that day because it robbed him of his greatest professional sporting memory. Yeah, but there's no guarantee if it wasn't off his tits, he wouldn't have played so well. <laughs> Very true. So when you say, you know, uh, sometimes like uh, like recreational drugs aren't performance enhancing, well, mm, it's not I, always the case. Don't know. Was that not like a, a an isolated case? Uh, yeah, it definitely seems it like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, what I will say is this was uh, Doc Ellis's account. But we must also assume that he could still be on LSD to this day. So a lot of people are calling bullshit on it. Is there no video footage? Would this there, not have been a televised game? Uh, 1970. I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll double check. If there oh, is, yeah. They would have filmed every game. Yeah, it would have been like true. And they would have picked like, a game of the week. And then, yeah, yeah, there would have been a game of the week or it would have been like, you know, a playoff game or something like that. They probably wouldn't have just done like a normal game in San Diego. But um, yeah, it, it, it's. It's quite crazy, like, the the whole entire thing. Uh, and, and there's just, like, there's so much. <clears throat> um, like, I were, he wanted to sign, like, a, a better contract. And there was loads of, like, negotiations between him and the team. And it, it really does seem from a from a pirate standpoint where this came out at the end of the season. So this was commonly known. It wasn't like he waited till he retired. Yeah, to, to, like, to, want to hear to a fuck story. story. Uh, like he was, he was just like fucking talking about this and stuff like that, and like the pirates could have used that to like void his contract or whatever. But they they kept renegotiating with him. If he won that game, they can't be mad at him about it. Yeah, it's like what do you want? like? Well, did I win? Yeah, well, we'll shut the fuck up then. We won the game. What, what more do you want here? Uh, but yeah, so that was uh, the story of uh, Doc Ellis uh, throwing a no no. Uh, that's it. Uh, Terminology for a no-hitter. No-no? No-no. Um, under the influences of LSD. That was that was cute. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that was actually... Nobody died. A positive drug story. Exactly. We need more of this. Yeah, exactly. You never see this. You just think of Ronald Reagan going like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah. I wonder can we get other sports. That, not not like evidence of it, but maybe we could make it happen. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's, there, there's <sighs> We so... could organize a football game and give each player a different drug <laughs> and see how they go. <laughs> Uh, I think I think the best way to round up this episode is to tell you about the time I took acid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it was in the 1970s. Uh, I was in San Francisco. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I tried acid once. Wait a minute. Is, is this... That's a genuine story. No, is this admissible in court? Are we, should we be admitting to this kind of stuff? Um, long time ago? It was a long time That's ago. That's fine. You've, yeah. you've, you've seen the of limitations. Yeah, yeah. And they have no proof. I'm just saying it. I could be lying. That's Boink. true as well. Like uh, Doc Ellis, maybe. <laughs> so I, uh, I took LSD once at a house party and didn't tell anybody else I was doing it. Was Oh, no one else was taking LSD? Nope. I mean, that feels and like... nobody a... knew that I was either. <laughs> I feel like a crowded room. So, like, I don't know much about it, but I'm told it's very much go to the mountaintop on your own, embrace nature, just lie on the grass and just let it fucking... Let it happen. I just... A crowded house party, harsh lighting... 
people drinking. What were you thinking? I <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, funny enough, uh, no. Uh, and <laughs> friend uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, do you remember Tommaso, the Italian guy? Yes. That, uh, was playing football with us. Um, I keep telling people that he had like trials at like Inter Milan and stuff like that. He's never played football in his life. <laughs> Um, he uh, didn't. He was pretty drunk at the time, and he came into the kitchen, uh, where I was silently freaking out, and started to talk to me. But I wasn't replying because I was in another dimension. <laughs> um, uh, and he started getting mad that I wasn't replying and started yelling at me in Italian. <laughs> well, I mean, we've just discussed this. You're on Duolingo German. You don't know Italian. <laughs> I don't know the romance languages. Yeah. What does uh, bastardo mean? <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, <laughs> and then I locked myself in the toilet. And okay. I knew one of the things that you weren't allowed to do when taking hallucinogenics like that is to look in the mirror because you go into the phantom zone like in Superman 2. Oh. Yeah, I know that's one thing you really shouldn't do. Oh, is that something people recommend? Like, don't... It's like a self-image thing, is oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's just from, like, uh, like dazed and confused. I know, don't look in a mirror. Oh. So... I'm so sheltered. <laughs> so I made, like, a, a triangle in this bathroom uh, of things that I could look at to kind of, like, calm myself down. And it was the wallpaper, and it had, like, loads of, like, nautical themes on it. So, like, shells and like whales and dolphins and like lighthouses and shit like that so you love a lighthouse yeah fucking it cooled me right down um and then there's like magazines beside the toilet and one was like a cycling magazine and the other was the ulster tattler so i just made like a little triangle between the three and i just it was kind of like checking your mirrors when you're like going out into traffic when you're doing your driving test okay you know you just you're making it obvious that you're doing it and like i could tell you i was there for 20 minutes or 20 hours i'm not quite sure what the exact time was uh but i remember two guys that i was working with at the time had to come take me home because apparently i was weirding everybody out i would imagine so and uh yeah that's the story about um my alleged see i can say it now because i said alleged um uh use of lsd and that's why i have that tattoo i have questions go for it Surely locking your restricting yourself into any space must be a terrible plan. Uh, I felt kind of like... Or was it a safe space? Safe space, yeah. I felt like a little kangaroo pouch in there. Uh, but like it was the only toilet and people needed to piss as well. That was so. my other thing. Was it, was there another toilet or did you just fucking... Nope, I, I fucking occupied... It was my Liebenschrauben. Okay. <laughs> my living space. They were pissing in the back garden being like, that fucking door's exactly. still locked. Exactly. I'm like, go to fucking Czechoslovakia, would you? I would be more worried that if I got in and locked the door... Uh-huh that it would intensify and then I would forget how a door handle worked or I would turn around it's gone you know it's, it's a visual hallucination I'm like where is everything now before I started uh, <laughs> into the trip I probably would have thought that as well but like when you're in there you know you're not self-analyzing as much as you'd think okay mm, so yeah still I still think it's something I would I would take somebody with me terrifies me, me. yeah, yeah. Terrifies me. I don't know why I did it. Sit atop a mountain and just, you know, enjoy the glory of nature. <laughs> True. Not a fucking house party. <laughs> it's an experience, man. It's an experience. I I, I I, think people should experience it if they like. Okay. But if anyone I, has any LSD, you can allegedly send it to me. <laughs> Could you imagine recording this episode while we should have done LSD for this episode? No, we shouldn't have. We're in oh. your house. <laughs> Yeah, and it is like 10 o'clock on a fucking Thursday morning. Like, we probably shouldn't be doing LSD at this time. Yeah, I gotta go home and walk a dog. That'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, they'd be walking you, man. Yeah, why is the Springer's finally got eight legs? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was story time this week. Um, you got anything to plug just before we head off? I don't know. You got two story times this week. That was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One sporting related and one a bit of baseball player. It's good. <laughs> uh, things to plug this week. Uh... Sunflower Open Mic Special is on on Sunday the 16th of April depending on what date you're listening to this uh-huh. and then the regular gig is on obviously the last Sunday of every month 30th and then I'm going to say that I'm going to manifest something because mm-hmm. yeah because I got up this morning after I'd done my gratitude journal I don't do any <laughs> oh, of that by the no. way. Uh, he goes no. to Chicago he comes home with a gratitude journal yeah pretty much uh, I wish I had the mental capacity <laughs> for that shit I get up and go oh, coffee walk dogs um, 
we're gonna do. I have a wee free date in the summertime, so me and you's gonna do a show, and we might do it injury time related. Oh, you never know. So we're gonna do that, and I think it's June or July. I will, I will check, and then I have stuff I'll be announcing soon uh-huh. for August. Oh, true. And don't forget uh, on the April 29th, it's Saturday night in McCoy's in Monaghan Street in Newry. Absolutely, with Sean Hegarty and Jack McGee, Jack and McGee. you're coming down to hang out too. I am indeed. Yeah, it wouldn't be a Newry gig if I wasn't there. That's very true. I think you're there more than me. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, I have I have fuck all the plug, man. Uh, Edge Coffee at the end of the month. Brilliant gig. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I've done it. I've emceed it twice. Very cool gig. Uh, Maynooth. I'm gigging in Maynooth. Yep. If there's any uh, Kilderians. Is that the collective name? Kilderite? I don't know. Kilderite? I don't know. They're, they're, uh, they're the Lily Whites. The Lily White. Yeah, the Lily White can't be. You know any yeah. Lily Whites? Uh, come to that gig uh, yeah. uh, on the Friday uh, at the end of the month. I am uh, Port Rush Kiwis Playhouse. I haven't done that in ages. I'm looking forward. Looks to Looks really that. good. Yeah, buzzing to do that. Uh, get down with Gary Pollock again. And the Saturday, I am obviously going down to Newry, but uh, doing Kill Your Darlings as well at the Black Box. See, you have stuff to plug. You thought I, you had nothing. You're just not as busy. I have six gigs. The last. The last week in April, but apart from that, I have had nothing this month. Oh, okay. Oh, also one beat the frog. That's pretty cool. I was happy with that. When yeah. Did, when Are you going f- back for the Champions League? Uh, yeah, but not till like November. Or is it the World Cup? What's it called again? Uh, World Series. Very World baseball Series. oriented. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I mean, that whole thing about it, we we did a baseball story for the that were. They I'm have really. The, well, they have the balls to call it a World <laughs> Series because there's one Canadian team in it with them. <laughs> it's the world, God damn it. Yeah. Um, uh, another episode uh, we'll talk about this later uh, but yes no, I, I love baseball season's just started uh, opening day was my birthday uh, I watched the Red Sox get beat it was class um, who beat them? Uh, what was it Cleveland? I want to say no uh, Baltimore Baltimore Orioles Orioles I was like what the fuck are they called? yeah, yeah. Baltimore quadrillions mm. right? I don't know, I'm still high on acid right now. <laughs> right, uh, see you guys next time. I'm yeah. not going to say next week because... You know what you're like. Good luck. <laughs> we'll be grand. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go follow everybody on the social medias. Oh, yes. Uh, injury time, uh, ITPod32 on Instagram, Darren Matthews Comedian, and Jordan Robinson Comedy on the Instagrams and such. We'll see you at a gig. Yes, sounds good. Bye. Bye.